everyone. My name is Gina and I'm an intern in the Health and Wellness Center. Today I'm here with Professor Sear and we're going to be talking about the effects that alcohol has on the brain. Um, before we start, just for people that don't know you, do you mind just giving a brief overview of some of the things you do on campus? So I'm a professor in both the biology department and the neuroscience program and I teach different classes mostly on neurobiology. I also have a pretty active research lab and right now I have uh, four full-time summer research students which is a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, so the first question I have for you is kind of simple. Um, when someone's drunk what's actually happening in the brain? So in general Alcohol is causing changes to functions of neurotransmitters in the brain, and these are major neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. um, neurotransmitters like glutamate, which is your major excitatory neurotransmitter, and GABA, which is the major inhibitory neurotransmitter. Another major neurotransmitter that alcohol is well known to affect is dopamine. Mm -hmm. um, and alcohol can also affect certain hormones that are produced in the brain. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so what are some of the effects that someone who's drunk is experiencing, and why do we feel these effects? So we don't fully understand all of the ways in which alcohol affects the brain, but one way is that we know that alcohol mimics GABA. That's that inhibitory neurotransmitter, and this can cause sedative effects. Mm -hmm. Right. So alcohol also inhibits the excitatory neurotransmitter glutamate, which can also have sedatory effects. Um, but this can affect other things, like it can cause slurred speech, changes in memory, and at high doses of alcohol can e even cause blackout. Mm -hmm. um, alcohol, alcohol's effects on the neurotransmitter dopamine are really interesting because alcohol will increase dopamine in a part of the brain called the nucleus accumbens, and this makes you feel good. So this is the good part of drinking alcohol um, because it's activating your reward system, right? But if you repeatedly drink alcohol, this can actually cause changes in dopamine such that there's a reward deficit in this system. Mm -hmm. And that's what can contribute to symptoms of things like withdrawal, mm -hmm. right? Alcohol also has effects on hormones. And one of those hormones is called vasopressin or antidiuretic hormone. This hormone acts to actually keep water in the body, mm. uh, but alcohol impairs the function of this hormone, right? That means that when you drink alcohol, you're actually losing a lot of water from your body, and that makes you dehydrated. Interesting. Right? Yeah. And this is what contributes to making you feel miserable and hungover the next day, right? Yeah. And also why you should drink lots of water when you're drinking alcohol. Definitely. We hear a lot about the negative effects of alcohol, but are there positive effects that alcohol can have on the brain? So at low doses, there can be positive effects of alcohol. Probably the best known are on the heart, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there was a recent study that came out um, in mice showing that low doses of alcohol can actually help the brain get rid of waste. Oh, wow. And this is super important because this can actually help prevent conditions like dementia, mm -hmm. right? However, I do want to emphasize that the same study showed that chronic alcohol use actually made it harder for the brain to get rid of waste. Huh. So this means that it actually increases your risk of dementia. Yeah, so it's kind of a thin line, like right. the positive and negative effects right. that it has. So what does it mean that when people say that alcohol is a depressant, and why is alcohol considered a depressant? So a depressant is a drug that's going to decrease your nervous system activity, so slow neuronal firing, mm -hmm. right? Um, and... Again, alcohol has effects on these neurotransmitters, and again, one of those is, is GABA, so it mimics GABA. 
and GABA is going to slow neuronal firing. That's what okay. it does. That's how alcohol slows neuronal firing. Um, other drugs that are depressants like Valium will also increase GABA function, right? Okay. So this is one of those reasons why you don't want to do things like mix your depressants, yeah. <laughs> right? Can you talk a little bit about the different ways that alcohol affects our memory? So alcohol affects memory in many different ways, um, and there are different types. There are actually different types of memory. Um, probably the best studied in the context of alcohol is something called explicit memory. Mm-hmm. And so what explicit memory is a type of long-term memory where you remember facts and events, and it, it involves a conscious recall mm-hmm. from your brain, right? Yeah. So this is things like remembering what you ate for dinner last night or remembering what the capital of Rhode Island is or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and we know that alcohol can affect explicit memory. And in very high acute doses, it can actually cause blackouts. Mm-hmm. And what blackouts really are are loss of this explicit memory. Okay. Right? Um, so this can happen in two ways. You can have what's called fragmentary blackouts where you lose your memory, but you can recall that memory if given specific cues. Huh. Right. Yeah. Um, it can also cause cause something called end block memory loss, which is permanent amnesia that happens um, basically during the time of intoxication. Um, and the, all of these effects are caused by alcohol's actions on an area of the brain called the hippocampus, mm-hmm. um, as well as other areas, um, including parts of the frontal lobe. Um, why can someone become dependent on alcohol, and what are kind of the long term effects that alcohol has on our brain? So alcohol can have many long-term effects, many negative Mm long-term effects on the brain, especially with chronic use, um, mostly because alcohol is addicting. And addiction really is a brain disease. That's the way that we look at it right now. Um, So as you start to drink repeatedly, you will increase your tolerance, right? Mm -hmm. And tolerance is basically um, when you're not going to get the same feeling of intoxication by drinking the same amount that you usually do. So you have to drink more Mm -hmm. to get that desired effect, right? Um, and dependence is when you need to drink more to avoid symptoms of withdrawal. So okay. that's a little bit more serious, right? Yeah. Um, so what happens is that with chronic use, alcohol is really going to hijack certain parts of your brain. One of those places is the reward system. And when this happens, the person will have withdrawal symptoms if they stop drinking, mm-hmm. right? And this, of course, leads to more drinking, yeah. right? Um, so... We also see changes in how alcohol affects regions of the brain, like the striatum. And this is a region that controls habit. So basically, you're increasing your habit to drink alcohol, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And we see changes in other regions of the brain that control things like our stress response. And all of these changes that alcohol is causing with chronic use are basically promoting the person to want to drink more alcohol or Mm -hmm. alcohol-seeking behavior, is what we call it, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, what's interesting is that there's recent evidence that the brain is also changing in ways that the person not only wants to increase their alcohol-seeking behavior, but also increase seeking behavior for the cues that surround alcohol. Okay. So things like what bar they go to, if it's something like that, or interesting. Um, the music in, that they are listening to at the time. So basically what's happening is that your brain is telling you that you want alcohol Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you want the things that surround the experience of drinking that alcohol. Interesting. Right. So, and that drive can lead to even more excess alcohol consumption and all of the negative things that go along with that. Wow. Um, You spoke a little bit about tolerance, but can you talk about kind of what factors affect someone's BAC level and their tolerance to alcohol? So lots of factors affect BAC and tolerance to alcohol. 
One is going to be how fast are you drinking, mm-hmm. right? Um, the faster you drink, the faster your blood alcohol increases and the faster you're going to feel intoxicated. This really has to do with how your liver metabolizes the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so the liver can metabolize about one standard drink per hour, mm-hmm. right? So if you drink more than that in one hour, your liver really can't keep up, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's going to make you have more alcohol in your blood system than what's being processed in your liver, okay. and it's going to make you feel more um, intoxicated. This also plays into tolerance, mm-hmm. right? So as you drink repeatedly, your liver starts to change how it processes alcohol. It's now processing it differently, and it's processing it in such a way that you need to drink more to feel intoxicated. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't necessarily affect your blood alcohol content. Oh, Right? So you, your blood alcohol content may be high, but you don't feel intoxicated because you have a higher tolerance. tolerance. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Another factor that can affect um, blood alcohol content um, is body weight. So if you're small like me, right, <laughs> you have less blood volume. Um, and um, so that less blood volume, you have less blood volume essentially to dilute the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel more intoxicated with less alcohol. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how much and what you've eaten also affects blood alcohol content. So alcohol can be absorbed through the walls of your stomach, but mm-hmm. most of it is actually absorbed through the walls of the intestine. Okay. So if you've eaten and there's food in your stomach being digested, what happens is there's a valve that actually closes the connection between the stomach and the intestine. Okay. So if there's alcohol in the stomach with that food being in ingested, it's going to prevent that alcohol from, that valve is going to prevent yeah. that alcohol from getting to the intestine and less will be absorbed okay. until it opens. Interesting. Right? Yeah. And because fatty foods take longer in the stomach to digest, they're actually better at slowing alcohol absorption than other types of foods like carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, do you have any recommendations for like what somebody who's choosing to drink alcohol can do to be safe? So basically, what you want to do is do things like eat before and when you're drinking, mm-hmm. right, to, so that you are going to absorb alcohol slower, right? Also, space out your your drinks. Obviously, drink less. Yeah. But if you're doing those other things, you're probably yeah. going to drink less anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, remember to avoid that awful hangover. Um, you should be drinking lots of water. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, sitting down and talking to me today about alcohol's effects on the brain. And for anyone listening, if you want more information or you feel that you need to talk to someone about your alcohol use, you can definitely reach out to the Health and Wellness Center by emailing wellness at stonehill.edu or you can visit us in the lower dining commons.